If you could indulge me, let me share a story from 1 Kings 19. To set the scene, Elijah, who's arguably one of the greatest prophets, had just won one of the most epic battles on Mount Carmel for the hearts of Israel. If they would choose to worship idols or the living God. If you don't know the story, please read it. It is amazing. It's an epic story of God and his power. However, when Queen Jezebel, the main woman who was leading the Israelites astray, heard about this, she said, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make, my, do I make your life like one of the ones of Baal prophets that you killed. So Elijah was scared. It says that he ran for his life. So but then, God, but then the Lord met him while he was lying under a bush, asking God to take his life. So that is where we start. 1 Kings 19. The Lord said, go, and, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, Where are, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me. The Lord said to him, go back where you came. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. Hi, my name is Mary Kimani. I'm a history education major, and I'm a leader with InterVarsity. Last spring, I had an honor of putting together a worship night that highlighted African-American, Hispanic, and African worship. This, however, was not my plan, and by the end of it, my hands had only been a catalyst. But when Christ asks you to take a step of faith, it really comes with a 10-step plan, and the results are never what you imagined. But I'm starting at the middle, so let me back up a little. During the past five semesters here in these seats, there has been a thirst to be connected and to be heard. Especially two years ago when Mike Brown got shot in Ferguson and Black Lives Matter movement started, all I could do was weep. And I wanted so bad for my brothers and sisters to weep with me, but it was hard for many because what I was asking them to do was not just sit and spectate, but to engage me in my pain, to cry because I was crying. Elijah's words of, I have had enough, Lord, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors, were definitely feelings that I had at the time. However, God did not allow me to stay there. He used university to keep me moving. Even though I felt alone, there were others living the experience of being a minority in a predominantly Caucasian environment and had had worse experiences. So God asked if I would be willing to start praying and moving in a new ministry known as Mosaic. Because like a mosaic, our mission was to bring multicultural group together where Christ and his ministry was our bond and our distinct 
differences were loved and appreciated. Our music, our culture, our values and pain were appreciated and acknowledged. So I said yes. We had a potluck dinner that had people from Jumpstart together where we talked about plans for Mosaic, and it was amazing. Around 20 people from different cultures sitting around eating food and enjoying each other. My first thought was, yes, Jesus, this is perfect. We'll start a Bible study from this group, and it will be amazing. Well, the Bible study only had four of the 20 people from the potluck. We had some beautiful worship together, but I felt like my purpose for the ministry was flipping, slipping, whew, like my words are slipping, away. God had asked me to take a dive that I had no idea what it would look like until I had a taste of what mosaic could be. That potluck was my Mount Carmel, my spiritual high. I saw God's presence and it was beautiful. We had a truly global coalition represented in the room. And we talked about our faith and shared our food and fellowship. So being faithful to a Bible study that felt that was constantly dwindling from four to three to nights where it was just me and someone else looking at each other, it was hard. But I had to walk through that to reach a place where I could hear God's voice. The lesson I was needing to learn is that God's plans were beyond my ministry. For in all reality, it was his ministry. I had to let the Bible study go and trust that God is moving and that this was his ministry. So instead of the Bible study, I met with those who had been in it one-on-one. And one person said, we need to have a worship night. A what? A, A multicultural worship night. Okay, literally in my head I was thinking, we are not ready for this. No, this is not happening. But God was ready, and as the semester continued, up until the day of, people came and brought their gifts to the table. And by the end, we had a multicultural night that I mentioned before, with Swahili, African-American, Gospel, Portuguese, Nora, and Spanish were all brought together in praise. You see, like Elijah, I thought and felt that I was alone in ministry. But God blew me away with how many people were passionate and driven to create a mosaic-like ministry. So I don't know where you might be on that journey, whether God is breaking your heart about something that is happening around you, or you've sensed the call to move beyond your comfort zone and cross a wall. Maybe you said yes, and like me, it isn't going the way you planned. But trust me when I tell you, your ministry is Christ's first and foremost. He will bless it and bend it where he finds fit. But the risk is always worth it because it is through the high moments, but even more so in the hard times, Christ becomes so near that it is as comforting as a voice in one's ear calling you by name, saying, the Lord is about to pass by.